Hi there, it's Kier here, coming at you with another episode with a very special guest I cannot wait for you guys to meet. She has her own podcast uh, called Beautifully Built, and when I first listened to one of her episodes, I'm not kidding you guys, I felt like I had been hit with a ray of sunshine. <laughs> I am not kidding. Oh, that <laughs> you makes can, me smile. <laughs> you can literally hear her smile in her voice when she talks, and it's so uplifting. She calls herself a light worker and vibrational life coach, which I just think is so amazing. Um, um, and she helps people heal and manifest through self-discovery and rewiring. Yeah. So without any further ado, welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank Thanks you much so for being much. Here. Oh my gosh, that just lit me <laughs> up. Thank you. What a hell of an introduction. Thank you so Aww, much. You're <laughs> so welcome. So I just kind of want to like dive right in. And cool. Can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yeah, for real. I would love to share a little bit about my journey and everything that has led me to where I am today. So I, you know, um, Kirsten and I totally hit it off in the fitness scene because <laughs> I am such a fitness fanatic. I love fitness. I have been in the fitness industry for a little over eight years and so blessed, you know, created so many amazing bonds and connections, learned so much about myself and my body. And through that journey, I really started realizing that a lot of the people I was trying to help had a little bit deeper rooted issues. Oh my that God, they, so know, true. Yeah. And it's like, I can definitely create you a fitness plan. We can talk about nutrition. I can hold you accountable. But it's like, if that deeper, deeper rooted self-love and compassion isn't really being uncovered, it's hard to stay consistent and to see the results. And I really experienced that firsthand myself in my own journey. And then, you know, being able to see it in so many other people too. It's really how I started shifting into this idea of how can I show up in an even stronger way in people's lives and be able to actually help people heal some past trauma in order to really feel lighter and feel brighter. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. I see that all the time. It's like, you know, Yes, I could definitely give you a nutrition plan. I could definitely help you with training, but like, let's figure out what's really actually yeah. going on underneath the surface. Yeah, because I don't know if you're, you'd agree, but I, I struggled growing up. I, my parents were both chefs. All right. So let me put it right there. You know, like <laughs> I was surrounded by delicious food. I'm from an Italian family. Like food. Me too, girl. Yeah. Food was <laughs> everything. Like when you're happy, you eat. When you're sad, you eat. When you're bored, you eat. It's just like it was so ingrained into me that food was kind of like the way to to deal with things. You know what I mean? So food was a huge issue for me. And when I got into college and I was surrounded by so many beautiful women, like so many girls, you know, that were so fit and into fitness. And I just hated my body and, and I felt less than because of it, you know? So I started working out because I hated my body, not because I loved it, you know? So when you get, when you start off with that foundation of hate, it's, I, you guys will hear me talk about vibrations a lot vibration you know the vibe like you know what the vibe means it's like it's literally a low vibe which is like lack mentality or high vibe which is more like love appreciation gratitude abundance you know so my whole foundation for fitness started off in a low vibe state of mind you know out of hate so just not a good good place to build your foundation you know I think that's so true for a lot of people I mean mm -hmm. it's definitely true for me like I I didn't like where I was. Same thing. It was in college and it was like, 
Ugh, like all these girls around me are so fit they're so beautiful and like what's wrong with me kind of Gosh, thing and that's I was, where I was at yeah, I was so in that place of comparisonitis you know like oh my gosh <laughs> I love really. that I've never heard that comparison oh that's gosh. so good <laughs> like I was comparing myself to the freaking mailman you know what I mean oh like, my god <laughs> crazy <laughs> yeah yeah so Tell us a little bit more about like that journey and yeah, how, journey. how you shifted from those low vibes to the high vibes. Gosh, I wish I could say it was an easy, quick journey, you know, <laughs> but like <laughs> reality is it has not been an easy, quick journey. You know, the, there's no such thing as a quick fix when it comes to healing. You know, mm-hmm. I had, I had a really rough childhood with a lot of trauma and because I experienced a lot of trauma, I had no worth. And I did a lot of things. I know I always tell people I really used, bruised, and and completely just took advantage of my body. And it was because I didn't have that deeper love, you know, that diff- that deeper appreciation. So from there, I really hit rock bottom. I disappointed so many people in my family. I had been sent to different programs. I went to an outdoor wilderness program. I went to a boot camp. I went to two different boarding schools. And then I eventually got myself kicked out. And um, I was like on this path to self-destruction. A hundred percent. I was using drugs. I was using men. I was, you know, I was just in a really dark place. And mind you, this was my sophomore year of high school. So it was really, really young. You know, the first time I took ecstasy was, you know, before I even could drive, (laughs) you know, it's like, it was, it was dangerous. And, um, I'm the type of person that always has to learn the hard way. (laughs) Are you like that? I I feel like it. (laughs) I always, I always have to, I don't know what it is, but Hey, you know, it's created a lot of lessons for me, but I always have to learn the hard way. And I did, you know, I really hit rock bottom. I went from these, you know, beautiful, prestigious boarding schools that um, uh, my, long story short, my mom, we kind of had a fairy tale situation. My mom and I had nowhere to live and we ended up moving into an older man's home as house sitters. And I was kind of, I was kind of like the package deal because I was five years old at the time. You know, if you got my mom, <laughs> you got me too. Um, so we moved in with him and he actually ended up choking to death. Oh my, my God. Yeah. At my friend's birthday party. And I was the only one at the party at the time. And I pretty much experienced the whole thing. And that's really what like pushed me off the edge was like really losing one of my best friends so traumatically. And he's really the one who left us so much, so much abundance, you know, and, and for me, it took hitting rock bottom, getting kicked out of this boarding school, getting put into a halfway home. I lived homeless in a homeless shelter with my dad when I got kicked out. And it took me that realization that like Pete blessed me with so much. And this is where I've gotten myself, you know, wow. and I really had to like look in the mirror and take radical responsibility because my whole life I was blaming everybody else. You know what I mean? Like it was my mom's fault. It was everybody else's fault. It was never my fault, you know? And um, I got myself literally to rock bottom and I had to look at myself in the mirror and be like, Melissa, what do you want in your life? Because look where you are right now. You know, what's going on? And after disappointing so many people and really truly disappointing myself, it was like the wake up call that I really needed to be able to use my past 
use all of the pain that I had experienced, all of the trauma. Mind you, I had every type of therapist in the world. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, I had the behavior specialist. I had um, a learning disability, dyslexic. I'm dyslexic. So I had all kinds of specialists with that. And like just so many people around me trying to lift me up. But you know, same with fitness. If you're not ready to help yourself, nobody else is going to be able to help you. Oh, so true. Right? So true. You know, you can spend as much money as you want on a fitness coach, but if you're not ready to show up, then that fitness coach can't do it for you. (laughs) Right. And if you still have all those limiting beliefs, like it's just not going to happen. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, when I hit that rock bottom, um, I was, yeah, it was my sophomore year of high school and um, I got put into, like I was saying, I went to these like prestigious boarding schools. Like everyone graduates and goes to like Ivy League schools, you know, and I wound up in a Boston public school where there was metal detectors and security and police officers. And I was literally the only white girl with blonde hair in like the 5,000 student complex. Wow. So yeah, it's like, I went from a very different lifestyle really, really quickly. And there was nobody but to blame except for myself you know, so big wake up. So <laughs> did you continue? How did you get past that though? Cause like so, most people would like get there and just continue to blame and blame and blame. Yes. Yeah. You know, you're like the outcast and, yeah. and what's wrong with you kind of thing. So how did you just like flip that? Yeah. You know, I'm pretty lucky that I have a pretty resilient family, especially my mother. Um, this was the first time my dad had been back in my life in a long time. And it was pretty much because my mom was like, guess what, Melissa, I'm done. I've tried everything, you know? And so my dad had to step up and he was homeless at the time. And um, my mom always tells me that the situation was actually, I actually kind of saved my dad's life by by needing him all of a sudden. You know, we were able to like really save each other's lives. But my family, like as disappointed as they were, they never really gave up on me. They always had that energy of belief. And I talk about energy a lot. That's why I call myself a vibrational life coach because your energy always leads, right? Mm. I'm sure everyone can feel this. Like if you walk into a room and somebody walks in that's in a really bad mood, you know how you can like literally feel it? Oh my God. I feel like a chameleon. Like every time that happens, like someone's really like just in a bad mood. I just like automatically get down on myself and feel horrible. Like I, I am such a chameleon when it comes to that. So it's really, yeah, it's super important. We can talk about that protecting energy because that's really, really important, especially, you know, for the empaths, the people that feel like, yeah, no, let's dive into that. I was going to say, yeah. So, so I will, I will, I'll get right back to that. But for, for, (laughs) for like my, my journey, I was so grateful that like my family always held the energy of belief. So even though they really had to start loving me from afar because I was just so toxic and I really needed to just learn on my own, they always held that energy. So I knew they believed in me and I knew everyone wanted better for me, you know? So that was really important. I think my story would be very different if I didn't have that, you know, that strong feeling. Um, So I started getting myself into different programs. I started hanging around with people who weren't looking to get in trouble all the time. You know, like I had to like really start, you know, one of my favorite quotes by Jim Rohn, he always says, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yep. So, you know, and it really is. I was spending my time with people who were up to no good. 
ever, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and I'm the type of person who, when I get myself in situations, I'm the one that usually gets caught, <laughs> you know? So I did, I got caught, I got myself in a lot of trouble and that's where I ended up. And it was like, wow, I need to start shifting things. So that's when I was able to start hanging out with different people and start understanding the powers of leadership. And, you know, before we started, we pressed record, we, we were talking a little bit about vulnerability mm-hmm. and vulnerability I call vulnerability my superpower. And throughout my coaching, it's always what I'm trying to help people do is be able to tap into this comfort in vulnerability. And you've been so vulnerable recently. <laughs> oh gosh, yes. Seriously, <laughs> I, I want congr- to <laughs> congratulate you because you've been incredibly vulnerable recently and it's so magnetizing. You know, when someone can feel like, holy shit, like this girl gets me, like I'm not alone. You know, that's what I needed back in the day was the people, the people that were like, you know what, this is what I'm going through. I've been through it. I've gotten through it. You can too, Mm -hmm. you know, and I needed that. And then I started realizing like, wow, maybe I could actually start using my own story and be really uncomfortably open about it. And then like give somebody else that belief that they can make it through. Yeah. I think it's just amazing how like, it just kind of really takes one time of being super vulnerable for you to like get totally. out there and be like, oh, wow, like I didn't die. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, wow. Like people actually, you know, care and they yeah. reach out and they talk to me. So like when you open up like that, when you do share something that's so just deep, like there's not going to be crickets. Like yeah. people will gravitate to that and, and want to make you feel better in a mm-hmm. sense. And it, and it just, you. yeah, it totally mm-hmm. is. And so yeah. that was one of my questions that I was going to ask you, but yeah. you kind of just dive right into it, which yeah. is great. Um, yeah. But like, why do you think that we have this fear of opening up? Like, why do you think we, we are so guarded? Yeah, that is such an incredible question. Like, I love that so much. And Really, truly, like from my heart, what my heart believes is that it's so much easier to be vulnerable and to be real and to open up about your journey once you've done the healing first, Mm. right? When you haven't come to terms with things and when you haven't been able to find the silver lining, then it's really, really uncomfortable to share things. You know what I mean? So for me, I couldn't show up and tell people about getting raped and how like I allowed my body to get taken advantage of time after time after time because I wasn't healed. I hadn't done the work around it. I hadn't found that deeper forgiveness for myself first, you know? So it's like, that does feel really uncomfortable. So forgiveness is one of the biggest elements of my coaching. Like my clients probably like hate me because of how much, because of how much real deep work I assign around forgiveness. Because if we are holding on to anger, resentment, disgust, embarrassment, right? I was talking about vibes, right? All of those are incredibly low vibe energy like as low vibe as you can get. So Wayne Dyer, one of like, oh, I love Wayne so much. I really believe it's like, I'm meant to be sharing a lot of his words. Um, One of his best analogies, I think, is like when you have an orange and you squeeze the orange, what comes out? Orange juice, right? Mm -hmm, (laughs) You're not going to get lemon juice. It's always going to be orange juice because that's what's within, 
right? That's what's inside. Right. So, you know, when people are trying to be real and trying to be vulnerable and they're under pressure and they're getting squeezed, what's going to come out is whatever's within, Hmm. right? So if there's still those emotions of embarrassment, ashamed, like that's how I felt. I was so embarrassed. I was so ashamed. I was really disgusted with myself. I didn't want anyone to know my truth because that's how I still felt about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it really took me going on. That's why I, oh, I love helping people go on this self-discovery journey. You got to go down the path of self-discovery because you got to uncover where it is that you're still holding that energy inside. Okay. So for example, around men, I did this activity where I had to uncover every experience that I remember being, letting myself get taken advantage of. And it was the most intense thing I've ever journaled about. Um, but it uncovered so much that I had been trying so hard to push under the rug. Wow. Yeah. Why, that's why, gotta be deep. Why oh. do we, why <laughs> do we love pushing stuff under the rug? Because it's easier in the moment, but it's way worse down the road, mm-hmm. you know? So I had to start uncovering that stuff, not to hurt and, and be sad all over again, but I had to uncover that stuff with the intention to heal and to let it go and to be able to find those silver linings. So being able to do that, and this is something that I really recommend anyone do um, when it comes to trauma. So trauma is something that I like to talk about because trauma is not just death. It's not just rape. It's not just car accidents. Like trauma could be something that somebody said to you that stung. Like a bully. It could have been something your family said. It could have been something that you said to yourself. It could have been an experience. Like there are so many different types of trauma, but it's really important to sit down with your journal and say to yourself, like if you look at your life like a timeline, What still holds emotional charge within me? Like what's in there still that I've been pushing under the rug for maybe years? Like some of this stuff for me was 15 years ago, but I'd Mm. never really come to terms with it. So it bubbles up. It really does. It shows up in different parts of your life and it affects your energy. And that's what we have to pay attention to. I always tell people your vibe is your responsibility. You know, so when we have some of the stuff deep inside stuck there, it's affecting the vibe you have when you're walking into Target. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Yeah. So you talk a lot about like forgiveness. How does Mm. someone even begin to do that? Like, I mean, opening up a journal with a blank page, like sometimes I sit there and I look at it and go, I have no idea even to write. Like, I just, I don't even know where to start because there's so many feelings and so many emotions. How do you start? Yeah. And like, there's so much judgment too. Like I remember when I I first started um, journaling, I'd open up my journal and I'd write something and I'd be like, wait, is that right? Did I do it right? (laughs) Like, does that sound okay? Wait, did I spell that right? And it's like, crazy how much judgment we have around ourselves right um Mm -hmm. so so really for this whole trauma experience that I'm talking about here um I really like breaking it down into four stages that I'd love to share with you so the first stage I actually I like having four different pieces of paper so whether you like section off your journal and have like a few pages in between or you take like even like printer paper and you have four different sheets um on the first sheet you really start like asking yourself like where am I still holding on to emotions What happened in my life that I haven't worked through? Like, where is there that blocked energy? And you just list them out, right? And then on the second piece of paper, you start collecting all of the emotions around that. So like I gave you some of mine, like I was so disappointed, disgusted, like angry, frustrated, hurt, abused, 
any emotion that pops up, you write all of those down. And those, like literally when you look at that list, that's what's stuck inside of you. Crazy. So we don't want that anymore. So Mm -hmm. then, no, we don't want that anymore. No no time for that. (laughs) Yeah, bye Felicia, absolutely no time for that, yeah. So then on page three, you want to start, look, this is the hard hard part, I think. You want to start looking at those traumatic experiences and being real honest with yourself. This is self-vulnerability. So you got to be able to be vulnerable with yourself before you can be vulnerable with other people, you know? So you look at those experiences and you say, what should I have learned throughout these experiences? What should I have taken away? What are the silver linings that I didn't learn? So some of the same things keep happening over and over and over again. You know, like that repetition that we see sometimes in our life. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's because we haven't taken away a lesson that the universe is like trying so hard to put in our face. Right. So this is hard. And that's why I, this is like a big part of my coaching because a lot of people can't necessarily see the silver linings in some of their situations. It it takes an outside perspective, you know, but like, for example, for myself, like I didn't know how to say no, I had no boundaries, you know, like when a guy was attracted to me, I thought that I had to give him my body in order to be liked in order to feel worthy. So some of the silver linings, like I need to own my own worthiness. I need to be able to empower myself. My body is my temple. You know, I can't be giving it away so freely like that because in the long run, it hurts myself, right? So you collect all of those silver linings, whatever you can come up with, lessons that you should have learned and that you should start um, applying into your life now so that this stuff doesn't keep happening, right? So then the fourth sheet of paper, this is the magical sheet. This (laughs) This is the sheet that I want you to hang up on your wall after you finish it. So you look at all of those lessons that you should have been taking away, the boundaries that you should have been setting for yourself, and then you think of the new emotions that are going to come about as you step into that. So for me, it was so much more empowered, so much more strong, so much more proud of myself and my body, like super high vibe. You know, so then you can look back and you can see all of those low vibe emotions and then you can literally shift out into these higher vibe emotions. And that's where you want to live from. (laughs) Yeah, that is so powerful. Like, so if anyone's ever like sat down with a journal and tried to, you know, hack Mm. stuff out, Mm -hmm. um, this, this is that's a good, yeah, that's a really good. (laughs) Hey, that's a, that's a big one. If you take that on, hell yeah. I hope you hit me up on Instagram because I want to congratulate you because <laughs> it is like, I always say, this is the life work. Like we go to school until like high school and then we go to college and then we get out of college and it's like, we're done with school. It's like, not, how do you live life? Not the case. Yeah. Not the case. This is life work. You know what I mean? Life work. But I feel you journaling can be really tricky when you're not used to it. It's definitely something that takes practice. So as far as the forgiveness goes, because you should do after you do that activity I just walked you through, you should definitely follow up with some forgiveness because you might, you know, you might realize like, damn, I kind of let myself down quite a bit, you know, like how can I feel better around that? So forgiveness, easy as this. I literally will write down at the top of the page, Melissa, I forgive you for dot, dot, dot. And then, yeah. And sometimes I'll do bullet points. Sometimes it will turn into an entire paragraph. Sometimes it will turn into five pages and I just 
I let go of judgment. I don't spell anything right. I don't care what my handwriting looks like. I don't care if I'm writing all over the page, down the side, up the side, you know, like. <laughs> That's so true. That's what my journal looks like. Yeah. like I couldn't even go back and read this if yeah, I tried. Seriously. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's just like, it's like word vomit. Like it yeah. all comes out. Yeah. So forgiveness is something that you should always be working on. It's that life work. So I'm always writing myself forgiveness notes all the time. All the yeah, time. that's actually something I've I've taken from you is yeah. like I've I've written myself like apology letters. Yeah. All it's like it feels so good. You, you, it it's does. like it's like you're ending an uh, an argument with yourself. Yeah, <laughs> it totally does. That's exactly how it feels. Yeah. <laughs> so I recommend doing these forgiveness letters for you, for your parents, for your siblings, for oh, any that's so good for other yeah. people, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, because because you know, our parents can be big triggers because reality is they were showing up and they were just doing the best that they could do to try to rain, raise us. Like there's no user manual on a child. You know? Oh my God. <laughs> so could yeah. you imagine <laughs> there should be right. <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to, when it comes to reprogramming our subconscious mind, there's a lot of stuff that we got to forgive our parents for, you know, because they were just trying their best, but we learned directly from them, you know? So if they didn't have the best practices growing up, if they didn't have the best mindset, that's where your mindset probably came from, you know, mm -hmm. from, from parents, from any guardians, you know, like my aunt pretty much raised me because my parents were like trying to like make ends meet. Like they worked three jobs each, you know? So it's, you know what, mm. even though like, it, it's not even just like if they didn't do the work themselves, like you could have the best parents and mm -hmm. you could still, you know, have those not issues, but you know, like something that you have to work through. Um, totally. I went to, I went to a seminar and they, um, they actually call this the mother wound. Have you heard that? Ooh, no, but I yeah, love the so it's that. called, yeah, it's called the mother wound. So it's like, no matter like how amazing or how horrible your mother was, like there is something that she had done that imprinted on you, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing that yeah. imprinted on you and changed the way your behavior is. So it's called the mother the wound. Wow. I'm going to have to look into that. That's amazing. Yeah, it was great. And I was like, wow, like all these things. Cause I love my mom. My mom's a great yeah. mom, but there are, there are specific times in my life that I remember being like, wow, she like, not that I don't want to say this, but like in a sense now that I, that I am the way I am, I mm. have become who I am. Like mm. I look back and I'm like, she could have done this differently mm -hmm. and then I wouldn't have had that problem, but that's blame. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, That's we don't, yeah, it's like, it's one thing to be aware of it. Like, you're not sending that blaming energy. You're just coming more aware. You're just understanding. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the power of vulnerability right here is being able to understand our own journey and be able to find the appreciation in it, mm -hmm. you know? And I promise you, like, once you do this work around, like, like parts of your journey, that's gonna, that's gonna make you feel more comfortable to be able to talk about it. But like, if you haven't done some of this healing work, and you haven't come to terms, and you haven't found those silver linings, and you haven't found those high vibe emotions, it's not good to share it. You know what I mean? Like, so true. Like, yeah, because we all seen those those people or those yeah. posts on Facebook that people are just like complaining about their horrible situation. Like yeah, you don't want to be that person. No, because then you're just bleeding on people. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean? yeah, and then you're bringing that negative vibe into yeah. wherever it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. So, like to answer your question, like that's why I think it is so hard for people to step into vulnerability is it's because they're trying to do it a little bit out of order. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. No, mm -hmm. I I can totally believe yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, but it's it's so powerful, especially 
you know, especially if you're the type of person who feels as if you have like a strong message and you want to, you know, be able to share it one day, whether it is, you know, on social media platforms or a podcast, or you want to be a coach or be self-employed, this is like the real, the real work to make sure that you're showing up truly authentically. Yeah. You know, and that's why I went on this journey myself because I'm like, damn, if I'm going to show up and help people, I want to be so authentic that people can feel that, you know? I think that needs to be. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, because I think the most amazing thing about you and like what you do is that you like provide this safe container for people. Like, yeah. I, you know, you and I have talked maybe like, okay, twice. Like, yeah, you were on my podcast. Like, we, yeah. we, yeah. you and I, like, you just create this safe container for people to feel like, okay, I can talk to her. Like she is just so vulnerable and she's herself and I'm not going to feel judged when I talk to her, which is just amazing about you. So yeah. And I really, I thank you. you. I I appreciate that. I really just, I have so many people from my past to be able to thank for that quality, you know, because I needed it so badly when I was at my rock bottom. Like I had this one lady, um, in particular that would meet up with me. I would have to take the T the train to go meet her out of Barnes and Nobles. And she like would come and just like, be like a little bit of like mentor, like kind of sort of like life coach for me, you know? So I had a lot of people who kind of created that example for me. And now it's just such a gift to be able to create that for other people. Right. To give back. That's so great. And on such a large platform too. Like that's so amazing. Yeah. We're so grateful for technology. Yeah. Totally. I I love it. I cannot stand when people are like, oh, the like technology and social media and Instagram. It's like the worst thing in the world. I'm like, no, it has opened up so much. And like, it depends. Oh my God. Yeah. Exactly. Use it for sure. Exactly. But yeah. Yeah, so tell me a little bit more about like your coaching and especially your slumber party yeah. retreats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's brand new. Super exciting. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, so I really, let me tell you, because I always love speaking to the people who are like, hmm, wonder if this is possible for me one day, because it's 110 possible for you one day if, you know, <laughs> if you're the type of person who really has the desire to help people. Um, so I really started off in this space just like, experimenting with a little bit more like one-on-one coach coaching, you know, and I really love one-on-one coaching. There's something so special about being in a really intimate um, relationship. So that's how I started off and um, moved into like, I have a package now of one-on-one coaching because it's not an overnight thing. You know, there's a lot yeah, of it's not a one call. <laughs> no, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, especially, you know, when you've experienced a lot in life. Um, so I have a package called Heal, Create, and Elevate. And Ooh, that's really, that. yeah, it's really the basis of it. It's a 12-week program. And the first month, we really focus on that healing that I've been talking about. Um, month two is going more into creation because I am such a manifestation magician. I love manifesting. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I've been using it in my life for many years. And I like being able to pass on that gift to people because it's it's available to all of us and people just don't know that you just got to learn how to tap into being able to manifest. So that's the creation. And then month three is the elevation. So this is where I really like to help push people out of their comfort zone to do something to help them expand. Mm. So that's kind of like the basis of my 12 week, but, um, it was, it was one of those messy action type things. You know, I just started putting myself out there and seeing what happened, you know, and that's, 
kind of how it goes. Girl, and, I'm with you on that. You've got to start before you're ready. You it, just got to do it. Yeah, it kind of, that's just kind of the way it goes in the entrepreneur world, you know? Um, and then from there, I created a mastermind, which is my baby. It's my favorite. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's called Brightest Light. And it is a mastermind for people who desire to be self-employed. So I really help bring your uniqueness to light so that way you can really truly grasp hold of your unique energy and be able to use it to create more for yourself and to really serve others so I love that oh my god that's so amazing yeah so this is we're I'm in the third round right now I have a 11 beautiful ladies right now and it's incredible and it's just something that I'm going to keep running because um, it's kind of like a, I like to say a light worker training. So like for the people who feel as if they are light workers, you know, they have that spiritual vibe and they really want to be using their light to be able to help people. It's kind of like a training for that. Mm, <laughs> so good. Yeah. And then I just, um, in November held my first retreat and it's called the slumber party retreat. And, um, yeah, it's the bright and abundant slumber party retreat. So that's really the basis behind it is helping people come together. Women come together in a slumber party vibe because I'm an only child and back in the day slumber parties were like the highlight of my life (laughs) like actually being able to like spend a full night with my best friends like it was just it was so okay so I'm not an only child but I had two brothers so I can kind of relate to this because it's not like I could hang out with my sister who I never had you know so So did you love slumber parties oh yeah yeah like they were just like the highlight of my life and I really (laughs) I like doing things in my life that make me feel that high vibe energy. So mm-hmm. like if you were to use your imagination right now and you think back to a slumber party that you had as a kid, you feel the excitement coming back. Like yeah. you, you feel that high vibe energy. So I really like trying to live my life, creating that energy in my body. And I'm like, what better way to do that to like hold another slumber party for like a bunch of grown women? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Cause that's not something we typically do. Dude, that's right? so great. Like so, when I saw your post about it, the first one for, with um for Boston, I was yeah. like, oh my God, that is such so a great awesome. idea. Can I tell you the funniest story? One of the girls, she ran out to the store at night. And of course we had themed uh theme PJs. It was <laughs> it was pastel PJs, your favorite pastel PJs. So everyone's in pastel PJs and two of the girls run out to the store and they're super high vibe energy. So excited. Like it was such a powerful day. And the 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 guy working at the store looked at them both and was like what are you two up to? Like, you know, what are like, you on? Yeah, you like taking? literally, probably, like literally. Yeah, what are you on? You know? And one of them looked at the guy. And she's like, oh, we're at a slumber party with 25 complete random strangers, <laughs> you know, because that's the truth. 25 complete random strangers. Like not many people knew each other before they came and they trusted in me that I was bringing together some pretty cool women. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so to be able to spend one night with 25 complete strangers and leave with a whole bunch of best friends, like you should see the Instagram thread still. Everyone's in an Instagram thread and every day they're talking to each other. And I'm sure so cool. I cannot wait for the next one you yeah. do because I to totally want to come. Yeah, you need to. <laughs> yeah, so I'm planning two more on the East Coast. So um, Boston is my home and I just love Boston. So that's probably um, definitely where the one on May 9th and 10th is going to be. Oh, I'll be in Jamaica. Though, oh, well, hey. What's the next one? <laughs> the, other, the other one's actually right before that. So when are you going to Jamaica? <laughs> Jamaica is May 4th through the 10th. Oh, okay, so the one before that is I think the 25th and 6th of April. 
Oh, so okay. Right before it. Yeah. So and that's also in that Boston? One. Yeah, it is going to be in Boston. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to <laughs> chat more about that for sure. Yes. Yeah. But just so cool. You know, um, I love, you know, and I think that's another reason why we just totally hit it off is just love creating community because you know it is it's it's life like it's there's so ups powerful. and downs like there's ups and downs and if you feel like you're going through the ups and downs alone it's gonna be so much harder you know right. what's that saying it takes a village like it's Seriously. so true like being like isolated and being alone is like the worst thing ever <laughs> it really is and it's also easy to do in the in the entrepreneur world <laughs> oh my god yeah for sure yeah. <laughs> I catch myself doing that all the time. I'm like, I need to go out. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, Melissa, you should leave your apartment once today. <laughs> <laughs> so true. But cool. Yeah. So where can people find you? Yeah, this has been your programs? so fun. This has been so fun chatting with you. Thanks so much it for bringing me on. It has been. I, yeah. like, I feel like I like have been smiling the whole time. Like so good. <laughs> I was going to say, everyone listening, you definitely have to. Um, my podcast is called Beautifully Built. Yes, and you have yeah, to listen. I know. We should find your episode and link it for sure. Because we, we had an, should. Yeah. Yeah. I, we had an awesome time chatting there too. So we'll have to link that. But yeah, that's my podcast. And um, I pretty much hang out mainly on Instagram. I feel like Instagram just is the place to hang out these days. So yeah, my Instagram is a underscore healthy underscore attitude. So a healthy attitude. And yeah, that's where I, yeah, I'm a big storyer. I love, <laughs> I spend a lot of my day on Instagram story for sure. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And I'm sure your website is in your link. Yeah. Your yeah. 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 My cool. website is beautifullybuilt.life. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So come say hi. Yeah. If you listen to the episode, come say hi. And, you know, I really just want to end by, first of all, thanking you for inviting me, but also just congratulating everyone that is listening because, you know, it's, there's a million things that you could be doing in your day. And the fact that you take some time to listen to something like a podcast means that you do really want more for yourself. And you should definitely give yourself some credit for that because not everybody is doing anything to develop themselves personally. And it's really awesome that you're taking that responsibility for your vibe for sure oh my god so true and yeah Yeah. and if you do if you are still listening you're listening take a screenshot of this episode yeah on your instagram stories and tag us because that would be super awesome yeah it's now like it's so awesome to have support from listeners to like yeah and to know what like really just kind of hit home for you because that just helps us keep giving great information so yeah that's what I always say too like it's not always easy as a podcaster to find the motivation to keep showing up showing up showing up so like hearing messages from people is like the number one thing that fires oh my god and that's such it's like energy it's that energy balance like if you're not getting those messages you're like well what am I doing who am I talking to (laughs) who am I talking to so like please like (laughs) we love getting that feedback totally come blow our heads up come blow our heads up we love it All right. well thank you so much Melissa for being here you are such a radiating positive source of light and I just really loved having you on so thanks again thank you just um, just a reflection of you girl just a reflection of you (laughs) talk to you soon women empowering women yeah So before Melissa and I started recording this episode, we had a nice little conversation and I don't know why, but I just really feel like this little snippet needs to be heard. So I'm including it as like a little bonus, like a little icing on the cake. Um, and hopefully you take something amazing away from it. So 
here it is i saw the first one in boston and i saw like all your posts about it i'm like oh my god that looks like so oh my god it was unreal it was unreal it's like one of those things where like total like um angie lee she uses this term blind naivety and it's like you kind of have to be naive to like what it takes (laughs) like i didn't pay attention to any of the details i was just like sure i'm gonna do this you know what i mean (laughs) i know i listened to your podcast about it and i was like oh like i could i would so relate to that like i would do the same thing i'd be like yeah let's do this and i'm like actually think about all the little pieces (laughs) i'm like let me make a let me make a pretty picture i'll post it on social media it will be great and then it comes down to it and i'm like oh shit this is way more than just a pretty picture so funny I'm sure it went extremely oh well, yeah I mean for really... you to want to do another one I yeah that just, oh yeah that totally it's volume. just you know it's just so fun to have community like it's just you know I feel like women are craving it and that's why I that's why I love podcasting too it's like any way to try to send create that sense of like you're not alone you know mm-hmm. yeah.